you've found a show that will explore how to experience a kingdom lifestyle that is both focused and balanced. Welcome to Live Exceptionally. In a world where we are constantly bombarded with demands on our time and attention, it can be difficult to find the space to truly live our best lives. But what if we could find a way to live exceptionally with a sense of purpose, freedom, and rest? Whether you're a busy professional, a stay-at-home parent, or anyone who wants to live a more focused and balanced life, this show is for you. Join us as we discover how to live exceptionally, finding freedom and rest along the way. Now, let's get into this week's episode of Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. In this episode, we hear from Dr. Yvonne during her appearance on Command Your Morning Live with Pastor Krista Tyson. We'll learn how the rest of God secures us by taking a look at how Job was tested and how Job found rest in God by putting his trust in him. Here's Dr. Yvonne. It is an honor to be here, uh, honor to be here with you and also Bishop Tyson, two of my favorite people uh, from my time at Christ Church Apostolic in Indianapolis when Bishop James Tyson uh, was my pastor and my bishop. Uh, just a quick intro, I lead Elisi, uh, which focuses on believers, on helping believers to live in rest and balance in order to achieve spiritual and whole wellness. Uh, my latest book, Can You Sleep Like This and the Rest of God, can be found on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all booksellers. And I also have free e-devotionals that can be downloaded from my website uh, listed on the screen. Thank you once again for having me. Uh, the commanding word this morning that the Lord gave me is the rest of God secures us. The rest of God secures us. I want to keep track of my time. Um, so if you have your Bibles, and if not, I'll read the word. Uh, the two scriptures that he gave me is from Job 1.8 and Job 11.18. And Job 1.8 says, the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. And then Job eleven eighteen says, then you would trust because there is hope and you would look around and rest securely. And I find so interesting, Job is a familiar chapter for most people uh, in Christendom. Uh, but one thing that I find that is so unique that I never paid attention to before is in the first chapter of Job, which is then repeated in Job chapter second, with the fact that we, we always hear about how uh, Job suffered and how Job went through. But in Job 1, 8, when it says that the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him. God was the one that approached Satan. He was so confident in Job as a fearless, blameless man who was upright before the Lord, fearing God and turning away from evil, that he, in a sense, bragged on Job to Satan. And so when he said, have you considered, have you, it was for Satan to set his mind on Job as an object for him to test. And so we think about Satan's tactics. He lies, he accuses, he destroys. And so we see all these things that Satan did that Job experienced uh, throughout the book of Job. God was the one that approached Satan. God was the one that brought Job to Satan's attention. And then it repeats in Job chapter 2, verse 3, where the Lord said to Satan again, Have you considered my, Job, my servant Job? 
he knew God knew what was in Job. And when he identified Job as his servant, servant is someone who follows God, someone who is devoted, someone who is ready to act as God nudges and as God inspires. A servant is someone who humbles himself before God. So he says, have you considered, have you thought about my servant Job as someone for Satan to test? And so God was bragging on Job. There is no one like him on, on the earth. He was blameless. He was upright and he feared God. What does fear mean? Reverence, honor, godly respect that not only did he fear God, but the word says that he turned away from evil, that he departed from doing what is wrong. He avoided sin and he did that which is right. So even though Job had an upright character and even though God, uh, Job was a man that followed God, was a man that listened to God, that obeyed God, this did not stop the, the fact that God approached Satan and said, have you considered my servant Job? And so what we see throughout the book of Job are all the things that where the enemy had an opportunity to attack Job. Attack Job. He had external attacks where his entire livelihood was taken away in an instant. All his camel, his oxes, his donkeys, uh, his sheep, all these things were destroyed and taken away. His servants uh, were taken away his children. So he had external attacks, similar to us as the people of God, that we have so many different uh, attacks. We might uh, feel that we're living right before God. We're doing all that we can. We're walking as best as we know how. But in the midst of all these things, we're experiencing attacks, external attacks that come from without. We have relationship attacks. All his children died. He had physical attacks where Satan was allowed to attack his body. And then he had personal attacks from his wife, from his friends, everyone trying to give a voice and trying to interpret what was happening in his life. And so all these things, he began to experience mental anguish, emotional anguish, and spiritual anguish. Even when his wife came to him and said, you just need to give it up, curse God and, and just get it over with and die. And it would seem sometimes the things that we experience in life, the pressure of life, the external pressures, it could be finances, it could be children, our job, situations in our church, all these things that are attacks and brings pressure that it begins to impact how we interpret the world, how we see the world, the mental strain, the emotional strain, the spiritual pressure. And so all these things, they can actually become distractions and entrapments by the enemy, from the enemy. We, we begin to experience defeat. We begin to experience entrapment or discouragement. And a lot of times, even in this day, with all the things that we see around us, stress, anxiety, frustration, worry, fear, all these things that come and that even when we look from a medical perspective, these things are silent killers, upsetting the bowel, causing high um, blood pressure, stress, high cholesterol, all these things that are silently killing us because we're interpreting our life, interpreting pressure, interpreting things that are attacking us from a physical, uh, what we see in the natural. 
But the thing through all of this, the underlying theme through all of this is that Job, when we look throughout the book of Job, it goes on for 30 chapters, 30 chapters where he's contemplating, he's reflecting, he's musing, trying to figure things out. And so when sometimes when we follow God, it may mean that we're following him through seasons of storms. It might seem we're following him in turbulent times in uncertain ways. And it may appear that he's not listening or that he's not in touch with what we're going through. But through all of the time through the book of Job, it was God was that was the one that approached Satan and said, have you considered my servant Job, my servant, meaning he was already someone who was walking with him, meaning he was already someone who was following God, who was obedient to God. But even though he was blameless and upright, it was because God had a confidence and trust in the character of Job that even through the testing, even through the tr the trying times that go Job would stand. So in the midst of not knowing not knowing if the rest of his life would be without his livestock, if the rest of his life would be without his livelihood, his servants, his house, his children, his money. He still didn't blame God. He did not sin with his lips. And as the word says, out of the mouth speaks the issues of the heart. And in Job 11, 18, the other scripture, when it says, then you would trust because there is hope. And you would look around and rest securely. I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. Then you would trust because there is the hope and you would look around and rest securely. That in spite of what it looks like, in spite of what it feels like, God is with us. He is present. He is near. That when we trust God, there is always hope. When we believe in God, it always brings expectation, expectation, because if we look at the physical circumstances, if we look at all the things that are around us, the things that are bringing pressure, the things that are attacking us, and we focus on what our eyes see, that we'll not be able to interpret from a spiritual lens, spiritually what we hear, spiritually what we're seeing by the spirit. So when we trust, then you would trust because there is hope. Trust brings hope. Faith in God brings expectation. When we believe in God, when we have faith in God, we begin to see the evidence in the spirit, what we can't see in the natural. Because even though Joel was going through something that was physical, with, that he saw physically, there was something that was going on in the spiritual realm that he was not privy to. But because there was a, a trust in God, it still gave him hope. Because he believed in God, he did not sin with his lips. And sometimes when we're going through, we begin to sin with our lips, with murmuring and complaining. And people, the voices that come, voices from people, not just in our family, but voices from friends, voices even sometimes from people in the church who are not interpreting or hearing what God is saying. But in spite of what it looks like, in spite of what we might be experiencing, at the end of the day, we have to trust in God. 
We have to rest in God because it's the rest, it's the trust, it's the confidence, it's the belief in him that makes our outcome secured. Because Job did not sin with his lips, even if he wondered, even if he contemplated, even if he analyzed the 30 books of the Bible about trying to figure out what he did or if he fell short and all these different things, ultimately he's still human, but he didn't sin with his lips. When we rest in God, our outcome is secured. To be secure, what does it mean to be secure? To be secure means the sense of being safe, physically, emotionally, environmentally. To be safe, to be secure, it impacts our well-being in many ways. It means our, our physical health, our emotional well-being, how we manage stress, how we manage anxiety, how we manage depression, to be secure or to be safe, it means to be free from harm or risk. It means to be secure from threat of danger, harm or loss, or security from uh, security from danger, risk or difficulty. To be secure, even from a spiritual perspective, means our rest, our confidence. We will not be moved, we will not be shaken based on what we see, based on the attacks, based on the things that come at us, but our confidence is in God. Our trust is in God, that even if it appears that he's not listening or in touch with what we're going through, we trust that he is with us. We rest that he is present. We believe that he is near. And so when we look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it says we have this treasure in earthen containers so that the extraordinary greatness of the power of the, of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Therefore, we do not lose heart, but through our outward person, though our outward person is decaying, yet our inner person is being renewed day by day. Resting as God is something that we have to pursue day by day because our adversary, the enemy, he is going about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, but we want to first be found blameless. We want to first be found as a servant of the Lord. We want to be found in a posture where we are obeying God, that we are walking with God, that we are believing God, we're trusting in him, that we may not have it all together. We may not uh, understand, probably don't understand everything that is going on, but we can't allow stress, anxiety, depression, fear, discouragement, all these little foxes that will draw us into a posture of unbelief draw us into a posture where our hearts begin to harden, where we don't believe God, where we begin to, instead of looking, uh, blaming the enemy, we begin to blame God. And that's what the word says in Job, that it says that he did not sin with his lips and he did not blame God. That in uh, Job chapter two, it says that he had integrity. He says, and he still holds fast his integrity Although Satan incited God to ruin him without cause. 
And so let us look up this morning. There's so many things that are going on in the world, so many things that are going on probably in our family situations, potentially church situations, but let us look to God, trust in God. The rest of God secures us that when we trust him and rest in him, it secures us. Our outcome, the outcome is secured. Job didn't know that God set him up. Job didn't know that God put him in that position. But at the end of the day, because of God's character, he's a righteous God. And even in his word, when he says that you incited me against him to ruin him without cause, God's character is righteous. And so he's not going to do anything to us to cause the, well, permanent harm. And that even in his sovereignty, because he's righteous, the outcome is secure. The outcome is righteous. The outcome will bring peace. The outcome will bring well-being. That even as we go through those things, Job didn't know he would have restoration. But even without knowing, he still trusted God. And so as I move into our prayer points, my prayer is that first and foremost, that we would be and live and walk and conduct ourselves as servants of the Lord, that we would be blameless, we would be upright, that we would walk in a posture that listens, a posture that obeys God, that even when it's uncomfortable, even when it doesn't feel good, even when it doesn't look like there's any hope or that there's any way out, that Lord, we obey you, Lord, we trust you. And so, Father, I pray right now, even for every person who is on the line, every person who might even listen to the replay, Lord, I pray right now that you would increase our fear of the Lord, that even as Job feared you, that we fear you. We fear you in reverence. We fear you in honor. We fear you in respecting you, respecting, walking upright before you. And so, Father, we pray right now that you would move by your spirit. You know every situation. You know every financial situation, every job situation, every church situation, family situation, children. Lord, you know the prayer requests that even have not been spoken. And because you of your sovereignty, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would visit everyone even now. And we pray, Lord God, that this word would take root, that it would be unshakable. It would be our confidence in you, our trust in you, that we're resting in you. We're resting in you despite the heat of the fire, despite the heat of the attacks. And so we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would increase our trust in you. Help us to trust you, Lord. Help us to believe in you. Help us, Lord, to have faith in you. Lord, we believe, but help thou unb our unbelief that when the fire gets hot, when the trials of life intensify, when the things around us intensify and become so uncomfortable, so painful, that you would allow us to have an assurance and reliance on you, not just in you, but that we rely on you. We rely on you. We depend upon you. We trust in you. We believe in you that through the storms, through the attacks, through Lord God, the painful experiences that you would solidify our resolve, solidify 
our ability to stand unshakable, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, regardless of what the circumstances are. Father, we pray, oh God, that even according to your word in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says that, your, you, that the plans that you have for us are good. The plans that you have for us are good, that you are a good, good father. And so we know that your intentions toward us are good. And because your intentions toward us are good, then Lord, we will trust you. We will believe in you. We will have faith in you. We will rest in you. And we thank you, Lord, that even as the rest of the Lord, we pray for the rest of the Lord, the increase of the rest of the Lord, that we rest in you and you rest in us. And so we pray, Lord God, Holy Spirit, that you would come even now. Minister to each of us, Lord. Minister to your people and rest. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would come by your spirit even this day, throughout this day, throughout this week, even as we move into the holiday season. Father, we pray for the rest of God, the rest, the peace of God, the shalom of God, that you would be our rest and we would rest in you. Father, we pray, Lord God, that even when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against stress, against anxiety, against frustration, against depression, against hardness of heart, against discouragement, against heaviness, against fear. We curse, rebuke, and bind up the spirit of fear in this day. We curse the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. And Father, we pray, Lord God, that your people would arise, 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 and walk, Lord, in the peace of God. Walk in the fear of God. Walk, Lord, as you would have them to walk even in these last days, regardless of the intensity of the pressure and the intensity of, Lord God, the fire, that your people, we, your people, would walk, Lord, in the rest of God and that your rest would be with us, Lord, in wisdom. You said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so even as we fear you, as Job feared you, Lord God, we walk in wisdom. You would allow us to see, open and sharpen, Lord God, our spiritual eyes, sharpen our work, ears, our spiritual ears, to be able to discern what the Spirit is doing, to discern what the Spirit is saying. Lord, that we will be able to see as you would have us to see that even though what we see with our natural eyes, the enemy would have us to move and to respond based on what we see naturally. Lord God, that you would move by your spirit and increase our spiritual, spiritual sensitivity to hear and see as you would want us to see and hear. That we will begin to interpret and discern the things of the spirit by the spirit and that you would sharpen our spiritual discernment, sharpen our spiritual clarity to be able to, 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 clar to clarify things by the Spirit. That even when the voices come, the voices come, Lord, sometimes through a family and people who have good intentions, but because we walk with you, because we talk with you, Lord, then we will know, Lord, by your Spirit as you lead us, as we walk by the Spirit. So, Father, we just thank you for what you're doing. We thank you 
Lord, for every person who is on the line. And we pray, Lord God, that you will continue to strengthen, encourage. Lord, give them peace. Lord, peace, 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 shalom for the journey. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you're going to continue to do. And we pray, oh God, for strength, strength, strength. We pray for strength, strength for the journey, strength for the journey, strength. And Lord God, that even in spite of all the things that we may go through at the end of the day, Lord, that you are with us, that the outcome is secure. The outcome is secure, that you are with us. You are present. You are near. And we just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. We thank you, Lord, for how you're strengthening us, increasing peace, increasing an understanding of you, increasing, Lord, our ability to stand, our ability to be steadfast, our ability to resolve that we trust God. We resolve that we believe God. We resolve that we have confidence in you. We resolve that we rely on you. And we thank you, Lord, for these things. We bless your name. We give you honor. We worship your name and just say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, God, that as your word says, oh, God, that this is the confidence that we have in you, that if we ask anything according to your will, that we have the request that we ask of you. So we thank you that you have answered our quest. We thank you that you have answered our prayers. We thank you that you have encouraged our hearts. We thank you that you have given us strength for the journey, peace for the journey, rest for the journey, knowing that our outcome, it's secure. It is secure, it's safe. And we just bless you and thank you for these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining us for Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Each week, we'll explore the secrets to living a life that is both intentional and fulfilling. We'll talk to folks that will share about productivity, mindfulness, and self-care to learn practical tips and strategies for staying focused, managing our time, and finding balance within a kingdom mindset. We'll also hear from people who have made the choice to live exceptionally and learn from their experiences and insights. Connect with Dr. Yvonne by signing up at elici.org. That's E-L-I-C-I dot org. Until next time, we're praying that you find balance and rest so you can live exceptionally.